Good evening and welcome to another episode of the DFWTO podcast. I'm your host, Casper. I'm your other host, Becky Gremlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because... Wednesdays are for podcasts. And before we get into our un, um, didn't mean to be... Oh my God. Yeah. The word. We didn't know. What is the word I want? Relevant. We didn't mean to be that relevant yeah. tonight with our UFO episode, <laughs> but um, here we are. So before we get into our episode of the aliens and the UFO, a word from all sponsor. Calm your body down. All right, guys. It is one more week before the shop is closing up permanently. Uh, you've got until next uh, Wednesday, the 22nd. To order, even if orders come in that day, they will be fulfilled that day. But after that day, they will be no longer. So uh, please keep checking on um, the Instagram for any updates of what's sold out so far. Uh, everything is still available as of now, except for the lavender chamomile bath bombs and the honey body cream. That's the only thing that's out. Everything else is still available um, on Etsy and it's Calm Your Body Down. Calm your body down. <clears throat> Alright guys, so like I said before, we had actually planned this. When did we plan this? Probably two or three weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. This was always, I believe I had seen this somewhere on Discovery Plus. This, uh, it's pronounced Varginha. Varginha. It is the amount of times I have Brazil. said Virginia. <laughs> I know, right? And, um, it's a town in brazil um so yeah we had planned on doing this already little did we know that waiting until now just a few days ago over the u.s there's been like three ufos one of them was shot down or at least over north america because one of them was in canada but yeah so great come and get me Come and get me. No, I thought it was really funny because I didn't think about it until today when I was uh, posting for the podcast. I was like, huh, funny that we're talking about a UFO incident. I thought about that today, too. <laughs> I actually thought about it because um, there, you know, it's kind of crazy what's going on and whether people want to call it whatever, either believe in it, don't believe in it, think it's another spy weather balloon or don't take it seriously. I, I think people should take it seriously. I think it's, especially if one was shot down and there's been no debris recovered, I'm kind of like, what? And I think people should take a really good look at um, Breaking Points is an amazing news program on YouTube. And there was an incredible segment that Sagar Jetty, he is one of the uh, journalists anchors on there. And um, it's about basically the history of UFO cover-ups in this country, starting from day one in 1947, that, Famous summer, same year my dad was born, <laughs> when the Roswell incident happened. And come to find out, now I didn't know this, some 50 odd years later, after it happened, which would have been 
20 years ago for us, almost, they announced that apparently that that, because if people, okay, so people know the story. Local news, news said that day that it was an alien spacecraft. The next day they said it was a weather balloon. 50 years later, they say that it was a balloon, but there was actually a spy balloon. So now you don't know who to believe. <laughs> and you're just like, what? So maybe in 50 years, they'll tell us what these things were. You know, I bet that's what's on page 42 in National Treasure. Yep. Mm -hmm. I bet that's what's on page 42. Oh, by the way, if people are a National Treasure fan, this has nothing to do with horror, but they <laughs> turned it into a series on Disney+. Plus. It's amazing. I need to watch it. Catherine Zeta-Jones is a villain. There's a couple people. There, actually, there's several, about three of them that make a comeback from the movies. Please, I cannot suggest more. It's so, so, What so about good. Diane Keaton? Diane Keaton. No. Not <clears throat> Diane Kruger. No. She doesn't, damn it. No. Not Diane Keaton. <laughs> I, I knew who you were talking about. Yeah, so many references to the movies. I fucking love the it's, National Treasure movies. Oh, I'm actually, my girlfriend is so obsessed was, with history and has never seen them. And I cannot believe she's never seen them. Okay, watch the movies and watch that show. I need her to see those watch movies. Watch that show. Because the show is the same thing. It's got puzzles and... Oh different you figure it out different things and there's so I much that history shit. and and they actually have it like she's a daca student like and she's like it links back to her family being of like incan royalty like it just oh my god it's so wild it is awesome. like the coolest show i've ever seen. anyway i know it has nothing to do with horror <laughs> but like you mentioned national treasure and i was like oh my god that show was so freaking good. And Catherine Zeta-Jones Zeta is a villain. And I've never seen her play a villain in anything. And she's amazing at it. I really like Catherine I'm Zeta like, Jones. I'm mean, like, I've always loved her. And I need to see her play a villain in more things. Because she did amazing in that. But yeah, if people, you know, as we're getting into this story. I think if people are interested, really, in getting deeper into, like, UFO, uh, I know right. I know now. What are they calling them? Like UAPs, which is the same damn thing. They changed the name officially. It's unidentified aerial phenomenon. Phenomena. Can we just call it a UFO? It's it's literally means the same thing. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it's pretty wild how not just like our government, how it's been a part of like the zeitgeist with our government since the 40s, but just pretty much all over the world. And case in point, this one in Brazil. And actually, come to find out, we're going to be using Wikipedia tonight, um, there have been UFO sightings in Brazil for just as long as they have here. Actually, the same summer, in 1947, there was a... UFO seen in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Uh, it says a topographer was working with laborers. They heard an extremely sharp sound. Moments later, they saw a lens-shaped object landing near them. They ran away. They left the topographer alone. He reported seeing three humanoid figures emerge from the UFO. They spoke an unknown language to him. 
and then returned to the UFO and took off. This is literally the same summer that the Roswell incident happened. I wonder if that happened, they talked to the guy, and then they crashed in Roswell. Because, I mean, all they did was just go into the work. It's not like it right? was... Just saying. You it's kind of crazy that it, like, all happened in the same... It all happened in the same year. And then subsequently from there, there were several... It seemed like spanning all the way through the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 96 was this particular incident that was the most famous one, the Virginia uh incident which is actually near pretty close to sao paulo and rio de janeiro so sao paulo where the incident 1947 happened so apparently they're common in this part of brazil um it's been said that a lot of ufo sightings are typically around uh missile silos and army bases which is creepy if honestly, if anything, and a guy said it today, which isn't helpful, <laughs> but it's, he said, if they are planning an invasion, like genuinely, like if aliens are actually planning an invasion and there's a lot going on right now, what is happening right now, they could genuinely be just kind of seeing what we got and what they have to work with. Surveillance. Because let me be honest. Aliens are smarter than us, so <laughs> just saying. If they, we haven't been able to reach other planets yet. They have. We have by satellites, but not by human-driven. Not like they have. No, not in the slightest. And if those unidentified flying objects are being powered by people or by uh quote unquote extraterrestrials these are uh objects spacecrafts that have no propulsion system like how are you making that happen we don't know how to do that allegedly we don't know how to do that yet they're saying we don't know how to do that yet we don't know are you sure about that are we sure about that just Google Bob Lazar. Anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so this story is really great. I, like I said, it's just kind of nuts that everything coincided with, with, with what's been going on recently. Um, but I think more people need to follow this story. Um, our defense department has not officially announced what they are. We have no idea what they are. So... I do think that there needs to be a bigger deal made about it. That's just me personally. I think there needs to be a bigger deal made about everything going on right now, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Let's worry about the Super Bowl and Rihanna being pregnant. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of cool. I couldn't twerk like that pregnant. Hell no. Bitch, Not listen. She looked fucking fantastic for she being amazing. pregnant. She really did. She did a great job. She looked amazing. And also, there's footage going around TikTok where one of the dancers almost fell off one of those platforms. And I never laughed so hard. I'm glad they didn't fall. I really would have been that dancer and I would have actually fell. <laughs> just saying. Because <laughs> I kept thinking to myself, like, oh my God, if one of them fall, what do they do? Just cut, cut, cut. Like, do we... Rihanna gets screaming in her ear and she's oh like, God. And everybody just runs off the. Nobody knows what we're just supposed to get back to football. chaos and football. Like, nothing happened. <laughs> um. 
So the this particular incident happened in 1996, and residents in the town of Virginia claimed seeing one or more strange creatures and at least one UFO. Other associated claims include the capture of one of the extraterrestrials by, Bra by Brazilian authorities, animal fatalities at a zoo, and a woman impregnated by an extraterrestrial. Now listen, I know that's gone around for years, the whole concept of star children. I, now that's one thing I... Could it be possible that I'm pregnant? <laughs> you're hitting flat earth territory with me. If you're lizard people telling me you know somebody has been got pregnant by an alien, I'm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's that, how Loki was born. That I'm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the reports garnered extensive media coverage. I guess they're listen. There must have not been a lot going on in 1996. There really wasn't a lot going so, on in 1996. There was. I mean, I was 11. I was three. I don't remember a lot. Well, I don't remember shit when I was three at all. I, I remember when I was 11, but I don't remember anything significant. Yeah. So anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> there was somebody today that was talking about everything that's going on, and she goes, very millennial attitude towards all of this because I don't know if it was because when I was a literal child I watched a terrorist attack in my classroom or if it was because and she's she mentioned something else and she goes I just I hear aliens are coming and I'm like meh she's like E.T. would have to walk out of a UFO in my backyard for me to be like holy shit at this point and I'm like even then I'd be like Saw, dude. <laughs> I mean, I look back, like, at my age, everything, I was just sort of, like, blissfully unaware of everything until 9-11 happened. I think we all were. My senior year of high school. And then everything after that was just sort of, like, okay. <laughs> well, literally. I wake up in the like, morning okay. and I'm like, what now? <laughs> At this point, it's not, they literally could say a T-Rex is outside my window and I'd be like, Fanania, I will ride him into the dawn. Listen, <laughs> same. Same. I don't care if he wants to eat me. I will tame that motherfucker. Mm -hmm. I ain't afraid. <laughs> anyway, so according to media reports, a creature was sighted on the afternoon of January 20th, 1996 by three women ranging from 14 to 22 years old. The woman described the creature as a large-headed biped with spots like veins on the skin and some bumps on the head. Eyes were two red balls. Why can't you, me why can't you just say that the eyes were red? Why, didn't, why would they have to be two red balls? I think that was a really terrible English translation from... Uh, Brazilian. No, they speak, uh, it's, uh, shit. It's not Brazilian. My husband's now. Hold on. <laughs> this is why Google is we, a thing. Because we Portuguese. Watch, Portuguese. Even yeah. I knew fucking We watch, that. well, because we watch so much UFC and there's like 80% of the UFC are all from Brazil because <laughs> of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And I was like, oh, these Portuguese, they speak. Portuguese. 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 
Portuguese. So I think that was a terrible English translation. Which makes from, sense. From Portuguese. English, they're like, yes, two red balls, like, in Portuguese. They're like, that's... I doubt that it translated exactly that way. what I said, but cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the creature, which was later termed E.T. de Vargin Virginha, which is E.T. of Virginia, seemed to be wobbly or unsteady, fucking same, and the girls assumed it was injured or sick. The woman said that they fled and told their mother they had seen the devil. Of course they did. Rumors afterward began to spread through the area, with some people claiming to have observed UFOs in the days prior. Later claims were made of additional unidentified creatures, extraterrestrials being collected and observed at a hospital, military, police, government trucks, and personnel being active in the area, an unidentified animal, quote-unquote, prowling a local forest, the death of a police officer, and unexplained animal deaths occurring at the local zoo. UFOologists would later allege links between these and other claims, including the claim that one of the initial creature witnesses was impregnated by the creature. Yeah, probably not. See, that's where I'm always like... That's probably the only alien story that I just, I, I can't get behind. Like, I, I just, I can't get behind it. Same. It, I have a very open mind when it comes to things. I have a very open, you know, like, okay, well, you know, everybody, not everybody is right, blah, blah, blah. But that is a reach for me. Yeah. That one's hard. hard. I have a hard time buying that one. Um, you know what, though? I could believe. Now, it's crazy. I just, I had to look this up because it's just, this just popped in my head. And again, maybe like, okay, it's just all of. There's stuff going on in just not just Brazil, but all of South America. In Chile is where they found that little, in those caves, where they found that little humanoid mummified skeleton mm -hmm. with like an elongated skull and they still don't know what the fuck that thing is. And I'm like, I remember that. Yo, there is just some, it's just like all, but I mean, I guess the same can be said for north america too hell they're that we'll eventually at some point have to do an episode about the rendlesham forest thing that happened over in england i mean there's been there's ufo stuff that's happened for who knows how long i mean because you got to think who knows like back when people saw when in imperial china like ancient china they were talking about dragons in the air like what was what if that was a ufo what if ideas of what they thought were angels or whatever was a ufo like who who knows we don't know we have no idea no. that was just their interpretation of what they thought that they saw at that time you had like no other way of describing it until more modern times from like the 40s and on at least here but um one of our earliest episodes, I think we did back in 2019, we did a whole episode about aliens. Like I believe we did, earliest, yeah. Yeah, if you guys go back and take a listen to that episode, that takes like a real deep dive into a lot of history. Just about aliens and histories, abduction stories, everything. Um, our Betty and Barney Hill episode was really good, too. We talked a lot about Travis. Um, Travis Walton, yeah. Travis Walton, too. The Fire in the Sky story. Boy, that movie still to this day messes me up. 
So there was an official inquiry that was led by the Brazilian military that concluded in 2010 that the young women had encountered a homelessly, a homeless mentally unstable man named, uh, he was nicknamed Mud, Mud Eno. The commander of 24th Police Battalion military presented photographs of the citizen who probably had some mental disabilities and physical characteristics that matched the description, making it more likely that the hypothesis that the citizen probably being dirty due to the heavy rains and seen crouching by a wall was mistaken by the three terrified girls as a space creature. That's a stretch, dude. <laughs> the head of the official inquiry reported that the military trucks and personnel were performing routine duties on the night that they were observed, stating the presence of the firefighters in Jardim Andery, the parking of the army trucks in the vicinity of the concessionaire, where there were pre periodic maintenance would be carried out, and the departure of ESA vehicles were real facts incorrectly interpreted as firefighters and military participating in the capture and later the transport of the alleged creature to a Campanas. It's a municipality in Sao Paulo. Um, the Brazilian authorities also reported that the aliens allegedly seen in a hospital were actually an expected <coughs> couple who had dwarfism. That's awful. I did not mean to laugh. I wasn't laughing. I actually was coughing at that. Um, a skeptic by the name of Brian Dunning... He has hosted a weekly podcast called Skeptoid since 2006. He criticized sensational media accounts and UFOologist claims. According to him, in his most compelling example of a case where literally nothing at all happened that was remotely unusual and it was magnified into a case considered unassailable proof of alien visitation by many. To those believers, I would suggest recalibrating where you set the bar for quality of evidence. These claims have marketed, mark, mark, markedly affected tourism to the city of Virginia. Gray alien dolls with football uniforms are sold at the location of the incident. I would buy one. Gray alien designs were used in advertising campaigns for the municipality. Bus stops were built in the form of face ships. Spaceships. What is my problem? What am I reading? Spaceships and a 20 meter tall water tower with a disc shaped water reservoir was erected in the town called the Nave Espacial de Vargenha. Listen, I love that this, and I was telling Becky this last week, I love that this town has done exactly what like Point Pleasant did and took that incident and like it. made the town of it. Um, the Brazilian government denied conspiracy theorist claims that it was hiding evidence of extraterrestrials, just like the government does. In April 2020, a mask was placed on the public monuments of Virginia aliens, a stunt made as part of a COVID-19 public health campaign. Hilarious. That's, that's funny. <laughs> so there was a 2020 film by a director in the area that was shot Blair Witch style. Um, that revisits the events in like a horror style documentary. Pretty cool. Um, okay, so this may have been what I saw. It originally aired on sci fi. It was in 2011 called The UFO Files, The Brazilian UFO Crash. That might have been what I watched. Um, so it should. 
be noted, um, Brian Dunning last year actually talked about, brought this incident up again on his um, Skeptoid podcast. It was an episode that he did back in October of 2022, and it was actually in response to a documentary that was released last year called Moment of Contact, where they go back and they revisit this incident that happened in 1996. So um, I just want to quickly read this because this is a really, really interesting article that goes into a lot more detail, especially apparently something that happened to military personnel that so-called handled some of this material or even one of the aliens that was in this crash. It's pretty interesting. I was kind of skimming over this when we were mentioning um, Brian's uh, opinion of what he thinks happened. Um, he says here, it says here that it happened in January of 96 and came to be known as the most compelling proof of alien visitation in Brazil. Virginha is a municipality deep inside Brazil's coffee region. Many of the planta coffee plantation outputs are from there, but unfortunately is less well known for that than what happened on the evening of January 20th, where three women saw an oily brown creature kneeling in mud and rain and fled that they reported as seeing a devil but it wasn't in a series of strange events throughout the town most involving the military and trucks it attracted even more attention today ufologists have pieced together a story that an alien spacecraft had crashed that both the craft and the occupants were seized by the military and the military covers it up to this day so the documentary that was released last year was called moment of contact and it interviews a number of people that were involved in the case and presents a true story, quote-unquote true story, of alien visitation. And it also offers a stark example of how these stories grow and change enormously over the years. Original eyewitnesses tend to add story elements, often bridging their own recollections to others. New people intrigued at the prospect of some notoriety always, always spontaneously come forward out of nowhere and claim to have been there. Um... And imaginative authors always add no end of creative enhancements that over time blend in and come to be accepted as part of the standard narrative. The inevitable result is a story full of incredible events, all supported by amazingly trustworthy eyewitnesses, all inexplicably as anything earthly. Um, one thing that such filmmakers hope you never do is go back and read the original newspaper accounts because what you tend to discover is that almost nothing particularly interesting happened until years later when the facts were embellished. So calling the incident the most compelling proof of alien visitation is a strong statement, especially given nearly 30 years later, there's not a single piece of evidence that aliens ever were here, let alone anything happened in that in Virgin High in 96. The three women were 14, 16, and 22. It was during a rainstorm that they supposedly saw the creature the two youngest ones ran home and their mother said that they smelled or when she came back she said it smelled like ammonia really 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 strong smell of ammonia once this was reported to the local news as an alien two farmers reported that they'd watched a ufo hovering over their field days earlier this was reported as well and that's when people started taking account 
about anything that happened unusual over the days. Some of the most commonly retold events were that a convoy of military trucks went roaring into the town. They took a pair of alien beings to be treated at a hospital. And also at the same time, mysterious trucks delivered large amounts of mechanical equipment as well as a body bag. Brazilian UFOologists wrote and spoke a lot about this incident, but the government itself took no notice, at least until the death of military police officer Marco Eli Charisse. He was only 23 when he died. It was said that there was no cause of death that was determined, but that an unidentifiable toxin was found in his body. It is reported that after supposedly having handled the body of the alien, he became infected with the disease and succumbed to it. Investigators later wanted to exhume his body to study it, but were refused by a judge for reasons of national security. With this final straw, public outcry for the truth about the aliens was such that the military opened an official, official investigation. UFO author Stanton Friedman even got into the story. Now, this guy, he passed away in 2019, but anybody that's big into UFOs, UFOlogy, you know who Stanton Friedman is. Um... He tells the basic story of a crashed spaceship, wandering aliens, military trucks hauling away the wreckage. He's usually introduced as a nuclear physicist, but the fact that he, he's been a career UFO author and a lifelong promoter of alien visitation claims. Um, he's best known as the original author of the Roswell mythology in which he worked with the retired mortician named Glenn Dennis. In 1989, more than four decades after the 1947 crash happened, they carefully wove together a string of snippets of Dennis's assorted memories of having worked in that town, created the story that we know today of the spaced crash and the small alien bodies that were supposedly recovered. He was the one that really pushed the story of them also being transported to, that's as we know now, the... Uh, supposedly to write Patterson Air Force Base. Um, in 1991, the first time that that story even existed, Freeman couldn't have cared less that the things Dennis thought that he remembered actually took place over a span of 12 years had nothing to do with each other. His goal was to create a narrative. So Stan Freeman's appearance in the moment of contact, take that with a large grain of salt, um, and be aware that... These are unrelated, unverified reports. At least the military investigation that was released was called the Military Police Inquiry. It was 357 pages that managed to track down the original cause of the events, none of which had anything to do with each other. None involved aliens or crash flying saucers. Sharice, the young military police officer who died, he did indeed pass away. The report was not even necessary to tell us this, as there was nothing secret or strange about his death. Charisse had, for some time, a cyst under his left armpit that he was scheduled to have an operation to have removed. Later in the hospital, the site became infected and he died. Tragic but not unusual or unexplained, and certainly insufficient to grant UFOologists permission to exhume his body. The one thing the report did add was that Sharice had not been involved at all with the events that happened on January 20th, despite any number of people coming out in the decades since claiming that he had been. Um, the report even successfully identified the creature seen by the three young women. The place where he was spotted 
was the home. Now, this was the man that they gave that nickname. His real name was Luiz Antonio de Paula. That nickname in Portuguese means little mute. He was intellectually disabled, lived with his parents. He was known to crouch and look at small objects that he would examine on the ground. Photographs had apparently, you know what? I think even for some reason I might have seen this. He was born with his legs bent back backwards. He was very skinny, hunched over. He would squat and even apparently it was reported that he wore a diaper. So it's believed that that day, because it had been such a heavy rainstorm, that he might have been outside playing in the mud. And when they saw him crouched up against the wall and didn't know that he was deformed, they said that he was an alien devil or whatever. So this became more of the probable hypothesis that this was who they saw, not some humanoid figure. So today the three women do still give interviews about their experience. There is one important detail that has changed. Today they say that they did know Louise or Little Mute well. They had even given him cigarettes in the past. So of course that they would not mistake him for an alien. So now all of a sudden their story is that they did know this guy. However, in their original reports, they said that they didn't know him at all and that he was who they thought was this devil creature that they saw. It's one more example of stories changing, growing to fit a narrative over time that gains mass traction in pop culture. The convoy of military chucks going through the town was nothing more than a convoy going through town to be dropped off for scheduled maintenance. All this information is widely available and pops right up during most cursory searches. And so producers of the program, Moment of Contact, absolutely had this information. Time and time again, from the Roswell non-event of 1947 to the Phoenix Lights, we see UFO stories explained with verified facts down to the last detail with all the evidence presented, yet there are still believers who scoff at that, dismiss it as fake evidence that proves a cover-up conspiracy, and insist upon their preferred alien visitation explanation with no evidence at all. Some minds are absolutely closed to any but their own preferred explanation. While some say that the Virgin High UFO story is the most compelling proof of alien visitation, I've come to a different conclusion, but I'm still willing to grant it most compelling status. It is the most compelling example of a case where literally nothing at all happened and was magnified into a case considered unassailably proof of alien visitation. To those believers, I would suggest recalibrating where you set the bar for quality of evidence. So that was really interesting. He really went deep into a lot more information, really based more off of this documentary that came out last year where it was basically giving the same story that we got from Wikipedia, which were cited from sources that were written back when it happened locally in that area. Um, it is kind of interesting, though, to note now that these same three women are telling the same, telling the story completely differently than what they're... And I, and I think it should be noted that they said back in 96 they didn't know this guy, but now all of a sudden their story has changed and they say that they did know him. Because that makes a really big difference. Because if somebody has that severe 
of a physical disability that if you didn't know who they were and their arms or their legs were disabled in a way that they didn't look like a regular person would. And I actually, I do know, you know, there's people that have polydactyly. There's people that are, you know, with joints fused together. There's people born, and I, I have seen this, where they're born with, you know, like their knees bent back the wrong way. There are a lot of probably more physical malformalities that happen in people that aren't able to get those corrected in childhood like they would in the States or other developed countries because some of these villages are so small and these people are so poor, they would never be able to afford these types of surgeries, ever. So this is probably something that we have seen here in the States, but it's not as common because it can be treated pretty, you know, early on. They typically, they're born like that. They can set the legs or whatever and fix it. So if you were to not know somebody had that disability and you're in this town and you see them and not to mention it's pouring down raining. I mean, it would scare the shit out of me. And he's covered in mud. That would, oh, it would scare the hell out of me. Too. Even if I realized it was an actual man, I'd still scare the shit out of me. I mean, I feel bad later. Like, oh God, I didn't know. I right. Knew they were disabled. I had no idea. But if in you the didn't moment. know at the time, in the moment... It would be it would be terrifying how in the world would you know what that is but it is interesting to note that so many stories like we the wikipedia didn't even mention this supposed story of this military officer this young kid that did die he did die something totally unrelated just an unfortunate incident uh but his death got wrapped up in the story. He wasn't even there when the incident happened. Hmm. He wasn't even a part of, of anything that happened on that day. But because his death just happened to be, he was a military officer and the death happened to happen so close to when this incident happened in January of that year that he got lumped into it. That there was this whole story that was created about him touching the creature and it so you Put mean a toxin to tell in me his body that the media controls most everything? I don't even think it's so much of that in this instance. I think it's that it just people just made it up. I don't even think it's the media that made it up. I think people in the town made it up to get attention from the media. That's mm. what I think happened. Because it just the story wasn't even this guy had nothing to even do with this. And now to this day, even in 2022, as of last year when that documentary came out from 96 till then, people are still coming out of the woodwork saying that's how this military officer died. There's no evidence to back it up. Nothing. Obviously nothing corroborating enough to get permission from the government to exhume his body. I mean, that's insane. There's nothing that connects him to that at all. There's no connection whatsoever that there was a police convoy that was sent into that town. They passed through the town. Mm -hmm. Nobody stopped in the town and, and grabbed anything. It, it sounds to me almost like a game of telephone. Mm -hmm. 
and the story just becomes more once it once it goes from this person to this person to this person to this person, the story just becomes more and more and more exaggerated over time. So well, I they mean, got what they wanted. They got attention. Are there have there been legitimate UFO sightings in Brazil? Probably. I would have probably. Imagined. I mean, like we said, there's a whole. I mean, there's a whole host of them 1952 1957 1966 1977 all of these were ufo sightings one that actually happened in 1977 there was apparently a sighting by the brazilian air force of a UFO. So now you've got their Air Force involved in a supposed sighting. So who's to say that any of these particular incidences weren't legitimate? Right. <clears throat> Just maybe that particular one wasn't. A little bit of a boy who cried wolf. Or maybe even just... You know, like what we were told about in Salem about what happened that ultimately led to the witch trials, that it wasn't so much as it was. And I think that's just such an easy story to believe. It's one that I really wanted to believe because it, it seems credible enough because we know that ergot will make you hallucinate. Mm -hmm. But... It's even more believable that these were girls that were just incredibly bored. It would make sense. Just incredibly bored and just wanted attention. And it got so far out of hand. 14, 16, and 22. Nothing going on in this little village in bored. the middle of nowhere, Brazil in 96. Just let's make up this story. They got attention <laughs> and it's just blown up. So what do they, they just keep the same story going because every time they do, they get attention for it. Very true. Every time they talk about it. I mean, to the point that even as of last year, there was a documentary made about it. That's pretty wild though. I had no, I didn't even know anything about this documentary um i guess if people want to watch it apparently it's available for download uh looks like crackle you can watch it that's a free wow app like tubi it's not fully free voodoo and prime crackle is actually heavy for anime which is weird that it's on crackle there's a lot of things on Crackle, which is strange. Well, it started off as anime, I guess. Yeah, they, it they've did. added on. When it. I found out about it, when it first started, now they've got a bunch of stuff on there. Um, I guess you can watch. You can also watch clips of it on. Um, on YouTube. Hmm. I mean, hey, it it even brought. A lot of really significant uh, tourism 
to this town too. Very like true. Like we said, you've got the water tower that looks like a flying saucer now, and people and was come to that, that town you know, to the... visit. Like you mentioned, I mean, it took on a whole thing, like point play. Even if people don't believe in Mothman, even if you don't believe in the story at all, how many people we went? It was it was fun. Shit, even if it's not real, it was fun. It was fun I to still go. go. It was just the the whole concept of it was fun. So I'm sure the whole I'm sure a lot of that is like this situation. Even if you don't believe it, even if it didn't happen, it's just fun to go because of the the lore it's taken on now over the years. It'd be pretty cool to be in a place like that too because of the lore, you know. And to see see the actual spots and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's it is really sad to think that if it, it was apparently this man that they saw, I don't know. It's hard for me. I, I think where it's hard for me now with the story is them saying they didn't know who he was. And now them saying they did know who he was. Why would you even lie about that? You had to, I mean, in the area that you saw him, and that's right next to where he lived, you had to have known that if there was going to be an investigation done, that that he was, that that part of it was going to get brought up at some point. And then you so quickly change your story around to, oh, we did know him. That's just weird So, to me. So we would have recognized that it was Louise or Little Mute, the nickname they called him. We would have recognized that it's him. So... Well, that's not what you said back in 96 when it happened. Mm, then maybe they're just trying to get more notoriety then. You know what? I don't think that ammonia... Okay, he if he did wear a diaper, like if he was incontinent because he was mentally underdeveloped, well, there's your ammonia smell. That's urine. Yep. That's what it smells like. That's pretty simply explained. Yeah, so that's really not... That's not that out of the norm. No. At all. None at all. Yeah, so I mean it's not to say that these things that these things don't exist. It's not to say that you know, even even when you mention UFO, that is a unidentified flying object. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's extraterrestrial in nature. Because the two farmers that noticed a UFO that had flown over their farm earlier that day, that could be completely unrelated to what these three girls supposedly saw. Totally unrelated. Because now the more that you're that you're delving into this story, I'm more apt to believe that those three girls did not see an extraterrestrial. I don't think they did at all. It's kind of like how me and you have talked about many, 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 many times with Travis. Year, year, year after year after year after year, his story never falters. Not one part of it ever changes. That's why it's wild. Because even if you yeah. don't believe it, the one thing that you can give the guy is that for the last 40 to 50 years, that's, I mean, how the fuck, that's 
listen, to keep up a lie for that long is hard. Something is going to change. If it's a lie, absolutely. If it's a lie, so unless you're a sociopath, something in that story, even if it's the most, like, wait a minute, I thought you said you had on brown shoestrings, not red shoestrings. Even if it's the smallest, smallest detail, if it's a lie, something is going to change. He has, his story has not faltered the whole entire time. Not one time. And to me, like you said, even if you don't believe, to me, I feel like that makes it credible. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. With these women, you miss a really key detail that exactly where you saw the supposed creature is exactly where this mentally and physically disabled man lives. Just so happens. Just so happens. And back then, you didn't know who he was, didn't know he lived there. A report's done. This whole investigation's done. Now flash forward. Okay. 2022 is when that came out. Flash forward 26 years later. Now your story is because of that report. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we did know him. And we did know he was disabled. And we did know he lived near there. But that wasn't him. That wasn't who we saw. Like, okay. That's a big, big part in your story that's changed. That now that actually makes your story to me less credible. Mm -hmm. And it makes me feel like that you are trying to make it more credible that it was aliens by saying that you did know him. And you're like, no, we knew him. We just didn't know. Uh, and it, it, we knew him, so we knew it definitely wasn't him. Like, to me, you're trying to make your story more believable by doing that. Which, again, like we said, that when you lie like that, it's... To me, it doesn't seem... It, it makes it less credible to me. Oh, for sure. Especially when that's a really big part of the story, in my opinion. It's probably the that's biggest. the biggest part of the story, right? Right there. Because that kind of makes or break, makes or breaks the who what it actually was that they saw. Because if they knew him, then they'd be like, oh, okay, well, that's him. Okay, well, now I found... Most of the articles that are linked to the sites that they reference in Wikipedia are in Portuguese, mm. which this happened in Brazil, you know. Obviously, even though it did make mainstream worldwide news, majority of the articles that are going to be found as citations are going to be articles from Brazil, Brazil that were in Portuguese. I was able to find one, though, that I was able to translate that actually mentions by name from their interview and exactly what happened from their story of the the two, the married couple that were the farmers that saw the UFO earlier that same day. That, again, could have no connection whatsoever to what these three girls supposedly saw, even though it was the same vicinity. 
could have no connection whatsoever because they never said they saw a UFO. Those three girls never said they saw a UFO. Right. They just supposedly saw an alien. So that morning, her name was Aurelina de Freitas. Um, she had been on the farm. It was her and her husband. His name is Eureko. So Aurelina and Eureko had lived on that farm for just over two years. They heard a noise coming from outside. It was about one eight, about one o'clock in the morning. Um, their cattle was running across the pasture, and then something called Aurelina's attention. Uh. Okay, she said she saw an object pass by. It was a gray object. It had smoke. There was no lights and no noise. She called her husband, and that's when the two of them watched it for about 40 minutes. It was very low. They actually watched it from their living room. They didn't go outside. They'd watched the cattle, like their cattle run by. And then as the cattle ran by is when, so they were running away from this object as it was coming. Um, I said it was very low. It was getting lower and lower. They believed, now again, you're talking from perception is very difficult. Something can look so much bigger than what it really is or so much smaller than what it is. So they describe it as being about the size of a bus. There was stuff moving around it. It looked like there was clear smoke moving around it. They claimed that the object went towards a nearby highway and then it disappeared. So it's mentioned that the dates get mixed up on when the couple saw the craft and when the incident happened in Virginia. So, um, they very well could be telling this, could be telling the truth. What happened to them could have very well happened. Mm -hmm. They definitely could have seen some type of craft go over their farm and scare the hell out of their cattle. Like I, I could definitely believe that 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 would happen. But does that mean that? The rest of it then? That story has something to do with what happened to those three girls. No. No. Not at all. There's no connection whatsoever. Because again, those three girls never said that they saw a UFO. There's a big difference between saying you saw an actual creature that was an alien to seeing a unidentified object in the sky that you've never seen before i mean i'll be honest i see aliens not a plane every time i go to the grocery uh, yeah depending on where you go you do shop at walmart so. <laughs> i mean you that mean. is that is where they would go you're right so just, i mean i'm just saying you're right that's why i see them there <laughs> that's the where time. that's where they would next go. time i'm gonna tell them to come hang out <laughs> that's where they go that's where they go like you know how men in black when they say they walk among us they do and they all shop at walmart and some of them you can really tell. Like you think they're Jehovah's Witnesses? No. Like you think they're hide? Like they they think they hide it well. And it's like no, you're not. You're really not hiding it well, Edgar. Like 
your skin's not even matching where like no we're, we we know that's a suit like <laughs> we know that is a skin suit it's not working like this is not working for you so that's really interesting it's really interesting to note that there were some like simultaneously that same day but see that's interesting though that like so many of these innocuous things can happen in such a close area around the same time, even though they were actually, okay, so the date that this happened to them was on the 13th of January. It was the 20th of January that those girls reported seeing this alien. So it's within the same week, right? but that still doesn't mean that one story related. corroborates the other story. Not at all. Mm-mm. Doesn't mean that at all. So coincidence? That is a really inter that's a really interesting thing. That is a super interesting thing. I honestly could I believe the UFO? Yes. Could I totally believe the UFO? Yes. Do I believe the creature? I personally think it was that guy. Now knowing more of what we know, digging more into the story, I don't think it was him. It does make for a really interesting story, though. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Hell, if it's brought more money and more tourism into this really small town and it's helping the people there, why the fuck not? I mean, who cares? It doesn't matter. Who cares? If it keeps people from, you know, these were... If that area was big for coffee, these this means these were migrant workers. Probably, you know, that migrant workers, that's backbreaking. Mm-hmm. Making next to nothing to yeah. harvest coffee beans. You know, if that could pull a family, a generation out of doing that type of backbreaking work for next to nothing and be able to work at a ufo gas station or what the fuck you know what i mean like anything related in the town that has nothing to do with something so laborious that actually makes the family more money than a fucking like dollar a day or whatever then why the fuck not let them let them have it let them have it why the fuck not you know what i'm saying let them let them let them do what they do but again that doesn't mean that we don't believe you know, I've said it time and time again, and I probably even said it back when we did our alien episode. I it just go watch, preferably if you can see at a museum on like an IMAX or whatever, in a theater, whatever. Watch footage of what the Hubble Space Telescope found. Like, are it's Something so vast beyond our imagination to think that we're it. Out of all of that. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Mm-mm. There's so much farther out there that a light year? A fucking like light years? I mean, that's that's like that's not even like who it's I think what gets me the most Louise. is the fact that we are in a galaxy. And how vast that galaxy is. Mm-hmm. And there are billions of them. Mm-hmm. Galaxies. Galaxies. I have chills. What? 
we are not even a grain of sand in the vastness of this universe. We're not even a grain of sand. The Milky Way is a grain mm. of sand. And that's saying something because of the billions of galaxies. Like, how? Like, my brain can't comprehend how people think that we are the only planet in the entire universe that has life. I think that goes back to what we were talking about earlier in relation to ignorance. Just yeah. pure ignorance. I think something like that. Like, like we said, it's... We're not ignorant, and it's hard for us to imagine it. Imagine an ignorant mind that doesn't understand it. It's hard for them to imagine, so they just don't. They're like aliens they can't aren't even, real. They can't even think that far out, so they just don't. I'm like, you really believe that you're it, and there ain't ignorance no, nothing breeds, else. No, and it, it's fear. Yeah, it's like we were talking about. Ignorance comes from fear. Fear of the unknown, fear of what you don't know, fear of what you can't actually see, fear of what you can't touch, fear. There's something bigger and greater out there, and I don't understand it, and I don't know what it is. Now, black I'm holes, terrified black of it. holes do freak me out a little bit. Oh, I'm but... terrified. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid, and I'm so scared that ignorance is bliss, and I would just rather be ignorant. And say that we're it. Okay. It it uh, you really got to be. Also, it makes it so much easier to deal with people like that because if they're just gonna be, you know, then you just go, okay, well, then I can just ignore you. I can just. I grew up. I mean, my entire on. family is like that. So I'm, yeah, I yeah, because have it's dealt out of pure. That. It's pure ignorance. That's why that saying exists. Ignorance is bliss mm -hmm. because you don't have to be scared. You can right. walk. You can walk around like Patrick, living under that big safe rock. It's safe under there. I'm safe under here. I wonder what they got to say now. All this I'm not, shit going on. I'm not. I. I don't. I. I feel content, but that false sense of security. I don't. I don't want that shit. I want to know what the fuck's going on. Right. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Hell no. I want to know what is going on. Okay? But I'm not going to live in fear. I'm not going to live in fear. I'm not going to be blissfully unaware. But I'm also not going to be in a state of constant terror no. all the time. Like, it's just like no. me and you were talking today. Like, with everything going on. Like, yes, it is a lot. But at the same time, why worry yourself sick over something you have no control mm -hmm. over? It's Can't just it. not worth it. Always keep yourself informed. Mm-hmm. But don't let it get to the point where it's eating you alive. Like, it's not healthy for anybody in that situation. So, all right, guys. A little bit of, a little bit of lesson for Life you. lessons from the DFWTO podcast. Uh, because aliens. <laughs> right? Anyway, so I hope you guys enjoyed that one tonight. Um, I really, really urge people to watch the Breaking Point segment. Um, to learn more about the history of how UFOs have just been, you want to talk about that blissful ignorance so much. It's just, it's just so funny to me how people are coming out now with all the stuff with the UFOs and I'm just kind of over here like told you so. Also, <laughs> I think it's, I think it says a lot to what government and 
media think of the general public. And I think that they, honestly, I think they think that people are more stupid than what they really are. And a lot of people are stupid. But to chalk it up as the general public in it in and of itself is, we're only going to tell you what you need to know because you're not smart enough to deal with the truth. And be like, you know, actually, you're not smart. It's like, what? That, but that's what it is. That, mm -hmm. At least that's how, at least that's how I feel. Strictly my opinion. But if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, I mean, the way it's looking, it's looking like we're only going to feed you enough of what we feel like you need to know because we feel like you're too dumb <laughs> to know all of it. And you're not going to know how to react to the truth because you're too stupid. So we're going to spoon feed you like the dumb baby that you are. And you're just going to take it and like it. it. It feels like that. Again, just my opinion. But this is the, this is one of the good things. <laughs> it's, Sagar literally said this in his monologue that this is one of the good uh, not dark sides of the fact that we have the internet. And, oh, you're going to treat me like I'm a dumbass? Let me go do my own research. Mm -hmm. All right. For the ones who will actually sit and research. And there's a lot more out there than what they think. Oh, yeah. Way more. It's just the stupid people are the loudest. That's really all it is. Yeah. They're just the loudest. You, you're missing the millions and millions and millions of people who aren't saying shit and we're the ones researching like mm -hmm. hmm yeah the dumb ones are always the loudest that's been true since the beginning of time you right so guys we hope you enjoyed tonight's episode um, keep looking at the skies and begging them to come take us away um <laughs> you know <laughs> Do your house like water, whatever her face's name is in uh, The Grinch. Um, and make sure that it can be seen from space. All the lights. Every light. And then just Traffic make lights. sure you put, <laughs> come get me, please. Right. Spell it out in lights. Take me. <laughs> be, be aggressive about it. Don't say please. Just say right. take me. All right, guys. So next week is our haunted episode. We are going to be talking about one of the most haunted places we have not been. I don't know if I'm ever going to go. Is that the one that was $600 a night? Oh, yeah, because it's like the whole, how huge like, it is? you got like eight buildings. It's like ridiculous. Ain't nobody got time for that. Um, <laughs> Destination Fear, if you guys have not seen it, it is such a great paranormal show on Discovery+. Plus. We've grown to love it. Um, it's been four seasons. Uh, the main guy on there, Dakota Layden, got his start as a camera guy for Ghost Adventures. And they have done four seasons, him, his sister, and two buddies, and they've gone everywhere. Um, first episode of this most recent season, their fourth season, was a place called Crescent Sanatorium that had literally been a tuberculosis sanatorium, a prison, a... Everything. Children's home and asylum it's been everything and it's wild i have watched so many paranormal shows over the years and i don't think i've seen anything like what they captured at this place um 
It's wild. They, there was so much. They did a two-parter. Mm-hmm. The first two episodes of the new season are all about Crescent Sanatorium. So we highly recommend you guys watch those in preparation for our episode next week. And we are going to be delving hard into the history of this place and talking a lot about that episode because what they experienced is well, I don't even know. I mean, it gave me, I, it, oh my God, thinking about it now, I can't wait to go back and re- rewatch them again, but thinking about it now, I wouldn't know what to do if you and I ever experienced anything like that. I mean, we've had, we've had some pretty significant crazy shit happen, but like what happened to them? I, oh my God. Oh my God. I, I, don't I even would know. probably have to take a minute to just digest, digest it. Cause I don't even know if I would do any other investigating for at least like a couple of years after what they experienced. I don't know. I would actually love to go there, but like I had mentioned before, like it's like 600 and something a night because of how fucking huge this area is. Yeah, because it was built like a village. Yeah. Basically, like a self-sustaining. So it's definitely worth it, but I ain't got that kind of money. I mean, it's even bigger than what we, Indiana State Sanatorium was the biggest that we had explored so far. And that Mm -hmm. was, three buildings four buildings three 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 Three. buildings Mm -hmm. this was a lot and that was kind of crazy though you know going outside and seeing the other buildings too like it was it was the biggest uh area land area that we had investigated oh yeah but what's weird is that it really everything paranormal is in it fucked us up super bad because they were all connected underground. So when we would go somewhere, all of a sudden you're in another building and you're like, wait a minute, I've been here before. And then you come out at the at the front and there's nothing there. It's just the woods. And you're like, what the fuck? Any place that has tunnels, in my opinion, from this point on, is just fucking wild. I, just something about tunnel systems in places is like, excuse me, what? And it was the whistle from the woods and the giggle. Do you remember that? No. Absolutely not. No, no, no. (laughs) It's like, I don't go venturing out in the fucking woods anyway, so I'm good. I'm good on that. Well, the first not in the fucking dark. I'll tell you that. She heard it before I did, and then I heard she heard a giggle, and then I heard a yoo-hoo. And I was like, no. <laughs> and then <laughs> just no. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. Um, so guys, we're looking forward to doing our new paranormal episode next week. Um, make sure again, like we said, uh first two episodes of season four of Destination Fear, check them out. Make sure to watch them before next week. So it is you, such a great in preparation. Show. It is so worth watching all over. Me and Becky are hugely picky on paranormal shows. We both are. We always have been. Destination Fear is one has become one of our favorites, and I really hope that they come back with this season five because what really goes into a lot of paranormal shows for me is number one, your setup, and number two, the people. Yeah. If you do not have chemistry together, it doesn't work. And that's why Portals to Hell is amazing. That's why Kindred Spirits is amazing. That's why Destination Fear is amazing. If you have chemistry and genuinely are good friends with these people that you're doing it with, it's great. 
Um, but anyway, so you yeah. You can tell that it's genuine. And, yeah. And even like the weight, because they, they did something completely different in the fourth season. Like the concept of how they do each investigation is even really, really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I feel like probably does push the limit, but it's worked. And what they've experienced, I mean, it's it's wild. There have been certain episodes of that show that I have not seen things happen anywhere else. And they were one of the first uh, professional, like, televised groups to go into the Indiana Sanatorium. That's how we found out about it. Was Fucking listen, I don't have the balls that they do to go into this place these places I will not sit alone by myself pitch dark Absolutely and the pitch darkness not, they split up that's the big thing about their show not to give anything away but that's their big thing is that no. they all split up because i think about not being and with you when i play a place like that in the pitch black darkness and nope. i'm by my fucking self nope i would shit listen nope i love ghosts i love spirits i love doing it i love doing what we do I love the experiences because I believe so wholeheartedly in the paranormal, but I am not pushing myself to that level. There's no need for me to. Exactly. I have anxiety. The one little time I thought. I have anxiety. Every day is a thrill. The one. The one little time I thought you were leaving me, I literally went, spend the living. Like, I was like terrified. Of all time, you were like, (laughs) don't you dare. Don't you I was dare. like, don't was you like, fucking bitch, dare. are you insane? <laughs> Would I ever for a second? I don't want to be alone. Why do you think? <laughs> There's no way. I don't want to be by myself. Fuck that. No. Anyways. So guys, make sure to watch those two episodes. Um, of course, you know, we have our socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at DFWTO podcast, handle 8811. Yeah, I'm sorry, my on brain lighter buffered. <laughs> um, if you our already... merch is still on sale too, please yes. grab the merch. Great sale going on right now, twenty percent off, great deal. You guys, Saves Wednesday, Wednesday is a big thing that's come out right now. We have Wednesdays off Gotta the podcast shirts. shirts, and it's pretty fucking dope. I'm not gonna lie. Um, especially if you go to Whorehound, like it'd be really cool. Um, there are gonna be some conventions coming up we are getting into that time of year horror hound about the other one so grab that merch to support (laughs) it's just great horror merch to wear so yeah great sale i was like what shirt am i wearing i'm wearing scream um and of course if you have any questions concerns want to say hey uh email us at dfwto8493 at gmail.com and of course follow us if you guys ever have concepts yes shows too i finally put together a compilation of um categorized all of our episodes we have done so many different episodes on so many different things my husband was like are you guys ever gonna run out of stuff to talk about probably not um but if there's anything that you guys feel like we haven't talked about or you want us to talk about we would always we love show suggestions we love movie suggestions Hell, we're doing um we're doing a movie next month that we both completely fucking forgot about. We were like, oh my god, that's right. We haven't talked about that. What? And like, very much that, a cult classic. Yeah, like there are always movies and uh, serial killers we've never heard of, or just there's so many different stories, paranormal stories, 
there, there's always going to be things that we may have never even heard of or totally forgot about. So we would love show suggestions. We love please, feedback. Absolutely. Please send us any emails um, if you guys ever have suggestions about shows that we haven't done yet. So. And lastly, make sure you subscribe and follow our, us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You will always know when we put out new episodes. Um, and leave us a rating, whatever your rating may be. We always read them. The Spotify ratings help, so please. Yes. Do. Spotify. Also, we have officially, we over uh, across all platforms, we are at 3,000 followers. Hell so that's yeah. actually really cool. We really appreciate that. Uh, we've had a very steady following. We have slowly grown a little bit, but honestly, we just do it because we love it. And we have very dedicated listeners. Yeah, um, we appreciate so much. So thank and you. shout out to Mason on Twitter. I wanted to give him a shout out because he goes, I'm so glad you guys are back on your weeklies because it definitely has felt weird not having you. He's like, my routine is off. So... I know <laughs> our I, routine. Was I don't off. like having routine thrown off. Trust me, mm -hmm. I get it. Yeah. So I also, um, Scream oh, tickets are out yeah. on sale. Just to let you guys know, Scream Six tickets are on sale now. Also, there's a special place in hell to whoever the dickhead was yeah. that is posting. Anybody that posts spoilers of anything, you're a fucking asshole. So. You you aren't cool. I don't care what you think. You're not cool. You're in the fourth ring of Dante, Dante's Inferno yes. in hell. That's where you are. Also, <laughs> we do not know. We have not we seen have no idea. any of it. I literally just found out today. Somebody I follow on Instagram posted um, that somebody posted a spoiler. And apparently it's all over Twitter. I'm not on Twitter. I haven't been on it. I don't have a Twitter. Yeah, I don't. So I don't. I have no idea. Um, I will not nothing, be looking. Nothing in my Instagram algorithm has shown anything, thank God. I'm not even going to go searching for it. So, but yeah, anybody that, anybody that ever posts spoilers about anything, you are a fucking asshole. So, public service announcement. <laughs> Just putting that out there. Especially for Scream. I mean, come on. That's literally like the basis of the show don't, is don't who be, the killers are. Don't be like, lame. Don't, Just don't, don't do that. Don't fuck with shit. <laughs> Don't fuck with the original. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, Neff Campbell even fucking says it. But just, whatever. Don't fuck with anything. Just, don't just, spoilers, just, fucking, just, just leave it alone. Spoilers are stupid. Just, just leave it alone. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. All right, is that... Don't make me spray you with a water bottle. Don't know. There you go. No. <laughs> I think we got it. I think, I think is that everything. is that everything? Okay, guys. Well, remember, be safe out there. Um, it's wild at this moment, so just watch out for the aliens. Did don't watch out for them. Just let them take you. Yeah. Um, and then tell them to come get us. Sure. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, things are crazy out there. So just be safe. Be careful. So honestly, spend time off the internet right now. Just, just like we said before, stay informed, but. Just kind of give yourself a break from the internet right now. It's it's too much. And set your algorithm to cute animals yes. and cute baby videos. And yes. go outside and take a walk or read a good book or call up a friend or a family member you haven't talked to in a while. Do something productive and meaningful and worthwhile with your life. We only got one and it's shorter than you think. Did you just very professionally say YOLO? <laughs>
All right, guys. Anyway, we love you. Remember, don't, don't fuck, fuck with the original. original. Okay, bye. Professional YOLO.